those sounds, what do you think of? Well, I can guess most of you could imagine the tap running for a nice glass of water, a warm shower, or the waves of the lake on a summer day. That isn't the case for most First Nations of Canada. My name is Claire Forrest, and I'll be your host for this episode of the Hashtag Woke Settler podcast. Today's episode is We All Need Clean Water, where I'll be talking about the major crisis of clean water on First Nations reserves. During the 2015 election, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau committed to eliminating all long-term drinking water advisories on First Nations reserves by March 31, 2021. By the time you're hearing this, that day would have passed, and you're probably wondering if he stood by his word to successfully eliminate all long-term drinking water advisories. I'm here to tell you, he did not. As of March 9, 2021, 101 long-term drinking water advisories have been lifted since November 2015. To put that into perspective, in fall 2016, 151 drinking water advisories were in effect in First Nations reserves across Canada. More than 100 water advisories are routinely in effect, with some First Nations living under advisories for nearly 20 years. While those may seem like some great statistics, the real truth is they aren't. All the government has done is given band-aid solutions that result in new, short-term advisories. The 101 long-term drinking water advisories that have been lifted since 2015 have been put under an Indigenous Services Canada financial system, meaning it provides funding for public water systems that serve five or more households that are occupied year-round. This also means the government could pull this at any moment and take the clean water away. Now that we know a few statistics, let's get into some background information on how not having clean water affects the residents on the reserves. As I've talked about drinking water advisories quite a bit, do we really know what one is? Well, a drinking water advisory is a preventative measure enforced to protect public health when drinking water could be contaminated. Drinking water advisories can be classified into three categories, depending on the severity of the problem. From least to most severe, the three categories are boil water advisory, where the water is fine to drink and use after it has been boiled. Next, a do not consume advisory, where water cannot be consumed. And finally, a do not use advisory where water cannot be used or consumed. A single drinking water advisory can mean as many as 5,000 people lack access to safe, clean drinking water. 73% of First Nation water systems are at high or medium risk of contamination. This is hard to believe as Canada, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, is also one of the most water rich. The province of Ontario shares the Great Lakes, which contains 18% of the world's fresh surface water. Access to sufficient, affordable, and safe drinking water and basic sanitation is easy for most Canadians, but this is not true for many First Nations. The water supplied to many First Nations reserves is contaminated, hard to access, or at risk due to faulty treatment systems. Constantly having these advisories and not having access to clean water affect First Nations in many different ways from the obvious health problems and hygiene, all the way to an effect on their culture. 
The effect of not having clean water leading to health problems and problems with basic hygiene go hand in hand. While some families are able to use bottled water for their basic hygiene, it still stops them from easily being able to hop in the shower after a long day or simply brush their teeth in the morning quickly. While some rely on bottled water, many don't and rely on the dirty water to get them through their day. This is where hygiene leads to health problems. Many households surveyed by Human Rights Watch reported problems related to skin infection, like eczema, psoriasis, or other skin problems, which they believed were associated with water conditions in their home. While those may come from the water coming in contact with your skin, many other health problems relate to the ingestion of the dirty water. This is because most drinking water in reserves included E. coli, cancer-causing trihalomethanes, and uranium. While some of these occur naturally, many likely result from poor wastewater management on and off reserves, and other result from organic materials reacting with chemicals meant to disinfect it. Exposure to these types of contaminants can have health impacts that range from serious gastrointestinal disorders or increased risk of cancer. Finally, the crisis impacts the cultural rights of First Nations. According to tradition in many communities, women are keepers and protectors of water. Many First Nations see water as living and as a form of medicine. Not being able to drink the water from their own community is upsetting to some. Ceremonies, customary fishing and hunting practices, and ways of teaching children and sharing traditional knowledge are impacted when water is contaminated. I had never thought about the effect of water in this way until watching a few YouTube videos on the lack of clean water on First Nation reserves. This next clip is from a YouTube video by Global News, where Don Martin Hill, an associate professor in Indigenous Studies at McMaster University, talks about another side of the cultural and spiritual problems that result from lack of clean water. We literally get our identities from our land, so we have more than a, a, a passing need for water. It's a spiritual, cultural relationship that has been interfered with. If the water's doing not well, human beings are going to reflect that. Like I said before, I had never considered cultural or spiritual problems to come from a lack of clean water, as I am not a very spiritual person, but it makes sense. When I don't feel my best, it's usually caused by the environment I'm in. And although that isn't related spiritually back to me, we can get a similar understanding of how the First Nations feel. This next clip is a small part of a speech from a CBC News YouTube video where Autumn Peltier, a 13-year-old Anishinaabe girl from Wik'lemakong, First Nation, addresses world leaders at the United Nations about protecting water. Many people don't think water is alive or has a spirit. My people believe this to be true. There are studies now that prove this. We believe our water is sacred because we are born of water and live in water for nine months. When the water breaks, new life comes. But even deeper than that, we come from our mother's water and her mother's water and so on. All the original water flows through us from the beginning and all around us. I hope anyone listening to this is able to understand the other effects that the lack of clean water has on the First Nations and realize that this doesn't only affect them physically, but also emotionally. As I researched for this podcast, Anna Peltier and everything she has done and is doing was one of the last things I had found. Like I said before, that last clip is Anna Peltier, one of the world's youngest activists for clean water and First Nations reserves.
I want to touch on this some more, as I couldn't believe, at just 13 years old, she was already addressing world leaders at the United Nations. It amazed me that someone so young was speaking up so much, but I realized, what else is there to do? If no one was listening to them, she might as well try in the hopes that they realize just how much this affects everyone and how someone at just 13 years of age, who should be hanging out with friends and having fun, must take matters into their own hands because of how big of a problem this is. We all know this problem is big, but do you realize how big? In communities like Neskintaga and Shoal Lake 40 First Nations, where advisories have existed for approximately 20 years each, a whole generation of children grew up unable to drink water from the taps. I could never imagine what that would be like. As this podcast comes to an end, I wanted to talk about a few ways we can help and do our part in helping our fellow Canadians get the clean water that they have the right to. One of the easiest ways to help is to donate. Can afford to donate? Volunteer. And I've found just the place to do it. Water First is a program and website that believes the water crisis in Indigenous communities is unacceptable. Water First helps address water challenges in Indigenous communities in Canada through education, training, and meaningful collaboration. There are many ways to contribute to the work of Water First. Whether it's through a single or monthly donation, planned gift, or hosting a fundraiser, they invite you to explore how you can be part of the solution for cleaner water on reserves. By simply searching clean water on First Nations Reserves donations, it gives you millions of sites on where to donate to help. I did think I would include Water First specifically, as I found it reliable and very informative. You can find them at waterfirst.ngo. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed and learned a lot on this episode of Hashtag Woke Settler Podcast.